This is Get a Real Job, the podcast devoted to people who choose risk over safe bets, who pursue their passion against all odds and are doing what they want, how they want, despite people and sometimes the voices in their own heads telling them they're nuts. When the field that I wanted to work in didn't exist, I created it. The only thing you have to decide is how hard you want to work. I really never went into the design of the restaurant of not succeeding. One way or another, I was going to succeed. I'm your host, Dan Bova, editorial director of entrepreneur.com. Thanks for listening. And now, get a real job. So have you ever had the experience where someone tells you there's this movie you have to see? The world is buzzing about it. It's getting tons of awards. So you dial it up, you watch it, and instantly want those two hours back for your life. Well, today's guest is one half of a podcast devoted to that very same feeling. Gutting the Sacred Cow is a super funny podcast where film geeks come together to explain why many great movies, I'm making air quotes even though you can't see it, uh, actually suck. It is hosted by stand-up comedians Kevin Goatee and Kevin Israel. We've got one Kevin, the best Kevin perhaps, Kevin Goatee on the call. Uh, So let's see what he has to say. He's holding a baseball. Maybe he's going to throw it at us. I don't know what's going to happen. Welcome, Kevin Goatee. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, uh, I will definitely say I am the better Kevin. That's okay. All right. Well, sorry, Kevin Israel. I would defend you. (laughs) But uh, well, I I had the pleasure of being on your guys uh, podcast, which was a lot of fun. And I just love, uh, so I talked about uh, Mission Impossible. So it's always great to be like this schlub sitting in my basement, ripping apart a movie that made $17 billion. Uh, So (laughs) it has to be one of the most lucrative franchises of all time. I mean, and it's one of those films that, it's amazing how the sequels are better than the first couple of them. Right, right. Like that never, it never happens. It's so, it's, I, I'm so flummoxed by that. It's the true anomaly. <laughs> franchises. So I, I love, I, I had a lot of fun being on it and I, I love the concept of it. So maybe, can you, can you tell me about just the backstory? Like, how did you guys come together? How did, how did you dream right. this whole thing up? How we came together. So I, uh, Kevin and I have been, you know, with comics, the old joke is with, with stand-up comedians, you never accept a Facebook friend request unless they have at least 150 mutual friends because then you know them they're comics. <laughs> so we were Facebook friends for a bit and we finally met in person at a roast of a, of a guy I used to hang out with. And then I, I've had a few podcasts before uh, failing gloriously. You know, I, I just didn't put, I didn't realize how much effort really goes into this whole process. I just thought it's, oh, you put it up, you throw it out there, you shout on Facebook once and Twitter once and boom, you're a goddamn multimillionaire. And <laughs> they, uh, and, and, to, and to my, whatever, uh, to my detriment, they weren't all that interesting. I mean, they were fun for us. The first one was called Safe Word Podcast with my co-host, Monica Vita, whom I still love. It was just us, we're, we're doing two comics, inviting more stand-up comics to come in and just talk with each other. No one, I mean, no one's going to give a shit about that unless we're well-known names. The second one was called Sportsbook Box Office Podcast. It's a mouthful where Jeffrey Paul, my buddy, and I would well, talk about films and sports. And again, it was just like, eh. So I have a few other shows I've created. The one was called uh, Comics Watching Comics. So it it, it was on Amazon for eight seasons. And I I kind of figured it out there that, 
you need to have a hook on something that's well-established. So mm -hmm. with comics, watching comics, there was a hook, oh, it's intermediate comics instead of these ha, -ha amateur comics that were on last comic standing that the general public didn't know. But if you're a comedian, you're like, oh, Jesus, I've seen this guy and the girl, this girl around the circuit for 15, 20 years. Right. So I want to have a spin on that. And that's where you did the Mystery Science Theater 3000 aspect of the, of the show. I'm trying to bring it back. So when I, I had an idea for I said, I'm, I'm very I'm a movie snob. I, 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 I'm sure my opinions are, are stellar in films. Yeah. I said, I want to do a movie podcast. But I'm not going to be every other asshole out there who does a podcast about films where it's usually four dudes sitting around a table drinking beers going, yeah, man, Star Wars is better than Empire. Oh, yeah, fuck you. Empire is better than Star Wars. Oh, yeah, fuck you both. Jedi is better than both of those. <laughs> and again, no one cares. That's the, that's the <laughs> mantra that most podcasts don't understand. No one cares. You need to be insanely unique. Right. So I said – and. I might listen. I used to listen to how did this get made? And then I stopped. You know, the, the politics got too much for me. And it's a, it, their, their show is let's take a film that's so bad. We have to wonder how did this get made? Great idea. So I said, and on Facebook, we'd always have debates, you know, talking about films like, you know, what film is just bullshit overrated or, you know, what this film sucks. You guys are all fucking morons. <laughs> and it'd always be one of these, you know, well-known, beloved, yeah. financially successful, critically acclaimed. And I said, well, what if I started a podcast where I invite people on to have these opinions, to have the balls to come on and go, you know what? Fucking Titanic stinks. Pulp Fiction overrated. Big Lebowski is shit. Mission Impossible, <laughs> garbage. So we, we want to hear from people who have the balls, the temerity to go up and say, I think this film that has made a ton of money, everyone loves, or won Academy Awards is shit. Here's uh, why. <laughs> right. And right. I said, all right. And I said, let's throw it out there on Facebook. I said, all right, let me have a co-host. I put it out there. And a bunch of people popped on. And I know, again, knowing from Kevin from just Facebook banter and meeting once, you know, he's a core, he, he works a day job. I work a day job. So I, I needed somebody who was going to go in there and get, not be afraid to do the back behind the scenes work and understand that this isn't going to get paid off for a while. Right. And when he, so he jumped on the thread and goes, I'm in, man. I go, that's it. That's the guy. I know he's going to be good at this. I know he can hang, you know, yeah. I know our chemistry will be great. And I mean, episode one, I mean, if you listen to it, we did Batman Begins in episode two. We taped the same night. It was Twilight. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's a, we've roughed all the edges out. Right, right. <laughs> I knew, I knew we had chemistry from jump. So I was never worried about that. And yep. we did, we did it, started it um, October, 2019. I think the cool thing about this is, so we were doing it for a few months and then what happens in March, 2020, boom, pandemic. Mm. So we were doing it in, in a studio in, um, oh fuck, it was it Rahway? I guess it was Rahway in Jersey. And we then said, well, we got to keep the party rolling. So we, we do it on Zoom. And now we just have guests like yourself, just Zoom in and we could do it from our own house, our own homes. Yeah. And it's just a lot easier that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's, it's true. And, and then we were also able to get all of the unsexy behind the scene bullshit work done during quarantine because everyone's home from work. And, you know, yeah. thankfully we didn't get let, you know, downsized. And so we're just getting paid to sit on our asses. So like, fuck it, let's make hay while the sun shines. And we got all that, that the website built, the merch shop built, all that stuff just taken care of. So that's why it's, we are where we are after two and a half years, whereas most podcasts, it takes, I would think, I know it would take longer because no one's had that, that kind of time like the pandemic afforded us. 
So I wonder if you could, so there are literally, what, like 2 million, 3 million podcasts out there. You know, a lot of people are doing, they are fun to do. They seem like you listen to a couple and you're like, hey, that can't be that hard. But I wonder if you could talk to people listening who are, who have ever done one or want to do one or whatever, but really like, what does it take? You, you, you talked about the idea and the concept and making it entertaining, but what, what is that like grunt work? Like, like, how do you get this thing off the ground? The, the grunt work, getting it off the ground is I thought it was easy. I mean, all you need are microphones and internet connection. And that's a zoom account. That's all you need. You also, uh, just to interrupt you, you also have to remember to press record, which I've <laughs> not done on some occasions, but continue. I've done that twice. <laughs> once, once was with Joanne, and again, a, a testament to her. She was an absolute pro and just realized, oh, fuck. And she nailed all the same beats that she had said, even you know audibles that she called oh, that's great. during it. So yeah, I've, I've done that twice. And boy, there's no worse feeling in the world. Uh, <laughs> the grunt work is just not only doing it, editing it and getting it out there. It's promoting it. It's finding the guests. It's following up with the guests. It's getting them to share and all that. It's, it's going to the Facebook groups and sharing. It's just getting people, following people on Twitter, having, you know, not being shy when it comes to self-promotion. Yeah. Really kind of forcing some people, if, if the conversation organically comes to movies, you better fucking believe I'm going to make them take their phone out and pull up their, and, 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 Say, give me your phone. I'm, I'm going to download our podcast. Right, right. And I said, what, 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 give me your five favorite films. And I guarantee we've done them by now. And I'll, and I'll download those episodes and I'll put them on their phones and go, here you go. I dare you not to listen. I dare you not to like this. And that's, it, it, it's just constant networking. It's, it's, it's just, I spent an, half an hour every night. I, I'll sit in front and upload shit to Instagram, to TikTok, to Tumblr. Right. I tweet in the morning. I, re, I, I retweet it. You'll see in a few weeks. Four or five times a day, the same piece of content. I edit the stuff. I had the different pieces of content edited where clips from the show featuring the guests, featuring us, featuring funny shit that we say or something that was insightful that was said. And then the problem, this is, this is a Sisyphean effort. I'm done one week's episode and then comes Thursday or Friday, go well, time to make the donuts and edit the next week episode. And do it all over again. Yeah, every right. Single week. <laughs> right. So, so uh, obviously you're getting. I mean, you you have a day job, so you're obviously getting rich from this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, can, can you give people? Uh, I mean, you you guys are successful. I, I'm saying that uh, uh, just a joke. But like, can you give people a sense of like, you know, not how much do you make doing this, but like, how much can people? expect to make like how do you get in with advertisers how do you how do you manage that whole process it's it's such a it's the same answer i got when i asked how, how do you get good in comedy practice mm. just keep doing the reps the same with this but you have to build your audience and that's really the 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 motherfucker of it all is building that audience getting the loyal people in there and i found through twitter like interacting with the fans i had one i forgot which one it was one of our loyal fans were like you know why i love podcasts like yours the most i go because we're fucking funny no he said <laughs> because because you guys interact with the fans all the time like the fans have a direct line to us they know that we're not yeah. gonna, we're not we're not super big we're not really that they were all average size we're not that big. We're like, oh God, we're getting bombed up. Like we love interacting with the fans. In fact, fans have given us a lot of great ideas for segments and and other uh, either other guests. Like, oh, you know, who should have on this? Boom. Yeah. So, you know, the film we love to see. Not again. And the guests pick the films, as you very well know. But 
you know, sometimes guests are like, well, what, you know, I, I really don't have an idea what, what film to choose because the ones I want have been done. Well, here are a few films that our fans think that'd be pretty cool that if you did, if you truly hate them, yeah, you know, we're, we're not going to try and force a square peg in a round hole. So it's all that unsexy work. So how do you make it? I, I You create your own path. I mean, uh, advertisers, Podcorn is an easy way to get started off. You have to have your metrics though from Podcorn. They're going to see how many downloads you get per episode. Uh, advertising agencies are more for down the road when you're bigger. Like we have one now. We just got it set up in January. And uh, well, other opportunities are presenting themselves. Like now we're in the metaverse. We're in the joke community comedy room. I don't know what that's going to lead to. Yeah. I'm having more discussions with that could be, but I, I like to think it's going to be something big with the metaverse and all that stuff. I mean, you can only jerk off the porn how many times a day when the fucking VR helmet on your head. <laughs> what else? What else can you do? And they, and they already have established comedy group, comedy club rooms in there, and they already signed names in there. And I'm hoping I can get my own channel. You know, we'll see. Cross our fingers and have original content in there, and well, and and build the audience up that way, and then get those big name advertisers and and so on and so forth. Well, I I think. I think one of the things, I mean, just you mentioned Metaverse, but all the, all the other platforms that you're on. I mean, you know, I think it's incredibly smart because whenever there's a new platform or another idea that comes up, people are like, oh, this is stupid. Who's going to look at that? But like, you just don't know when one of these things is going to like really take off. And if you could get plant your flag in there early, you know, then you're getting that, that early engaged audience. Uh, that's super smart of you to to attack it that way. It's, it is. Thank you. Because it's, I, we got the podcast game late with this podcast. So it's, I mean, if you're Rogan, if you're one of these other guys or you're a huge name, it's going to take a while to hack through all the bullshit of the other podcasts. I mean, there are how many millions of podcasts are out there? And I think the number is something like only after 90% of podcasts stop after 10 episodes. Right. So it's just hacking through all this shit is the key, but this, this, the, the, the typical Avenue has been done. So I'm just trying to find other avenues where like you said, I'd rather be that small fish in the, or a big fish in a small pond right now and, and see if this is something that could be a way to, to kind of leapfrog past everybody else. That's, that's what I want to do. I'm so I, are you, are you, are, are you, I don't patience. are you thinking about like, you know, bring, like, uh, uh, making a network? Like, how are you, how are you thinking of growing? I love to put my shows I've created in that metaverse possibly because the, the, the old way or let's call it comedy central or let's call it Netflix. It's such a fucking dog and pony show. Uh-huh. Unless you have a 250,000 followers, unless you're a name, I, I'm not yet, but after this interview, I will be, I you think. will, you will, you'll get <laughs> that up. Uh, the Bova yeah. bump is coming your way, man. Oh, I love alliteration. I'm a sucker for that, <laughs> but it, all that, it's just, if you don't have it, they're not going to look at you. With this, I can either leapfrog them and get that kind of, uh, you know, notoriety or fandom from there. We'll see. But it's, yeah, I, I, I would do a, a network, I, I would think. I, I I don't have any other podcasts right now I'm thinking of creating. Yeah. Except bringing back maybe fantasy football, jibber jabber. That's only, again, during football season. But if I found out, you know, if I wanted to create a network and then have a bunch of like-minded podcasts on that network, I'm certainly up for it. I'm what I'm trying to do, Dan, is I'm trying to get the fuck out of corporate America as fast as humanly possible. Uh, uh, it's a, a worthy, a worthy endeavor. Um, and I, I think you're going to do it, Kevin, the best Kevin. Um, <laughs> 
have there been episodes where you were just sort of like, you know, pressed publish and then just sat back like waiting for the shitstorm to hit you? More coming up from our guests, but first, a word from our sponsor. Whether you need digital tools so you can bank on the go or you need a one-on-one with an experienced business banker, with PNC Bank, you got it. PNC's business banking team is built entirely around the way you like to do business. Innovative mobile tools that let you manage your cash flow, monitor your payments, and more around the clock give you the flexibility that every business owner needs. And PNC combines those digital tools with a team of business bankers who are ready to sit down and talk about the unique needs of your business and help you develop personalized strategies to move your business forward. Learn how PNC Bank can make a difference for you and your business at pnc.com slash bankyourway. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. And our next sponsor. This episode of Get a Real Job is presented by State Farm. Being a small business owner can be so fulfilling, rewarding, and let's be honest, a little scary from time to time. Doing your own thing and being your own boss is great, but sometimes it can make you feel like you're all alone, especially when things aren't going so great. Well, the folks at State Farm want you to know you aren't alone. State Farm has thousands of agents who are small business owners too, so they know what it takes to protect everything you work so hard for. State Farm has an assortment of insurance policies for small businesses that can be tailored to your needs. So whether you're a hairstylist, an electrician, or a florist, State Farm agents are ready to help. Learn more and find an agent today at statefarm.com slash smallbusiness. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we're back. How do you feel when you when you release your baby into the world? So it depends on the film. It depends on the guest. So I, we'll know. And Kevin and I will text each other three minutes in the show going, oh, this guest fucking sucks. <laughs> or, oh, boy, this is a shit argument. Someone just reading off like an IMDb page or something <laughs> or, 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 or just was like, wow, this is going to be fucking gangbusters. We'll know. So I'll know before I even press record, are the fans going to hate them? Yeah. And the, and the fans are very vocal when they find someone they don't like. <laughs> and they especially hate when they try and insert politics either side. Yeah. Into the, into the, again, we're not, that's not us. We're a show about movies. We don't hear about your, your, your beliefs, your politics. Or anything like that, or you're you're trying to shove your own shit in there with an agenda on a film. Nope, stop it. This is films. That's it. Nothing yeah. else. So we'll know when you if you have an agenda, and that's that's just going to be. Uh. So again, but there are episodes I'm like, oh my god, Dave Landau is one of our favorite guests. Bill Schultz, Joanne Nozinski. I know that those guys are going to go out there and hit a fucking home run every time. Right. So some of the other ones, I I I've I've, I've Definitely debating, like, do I even want to release this to go, we're doing it. <laughs> go out there. If the fans fucking hate him for that. That's not on us. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll make it. If we know we'll have to strap on more funny. Yeah. Carry the load. We've done that many a times. I'll, and, I'll, and I'll even do that, that guest a, a favor by cutting down a lot what they say if it's redundant or just. Ugh. Oh my God! You're giving me so the episode that I recorded with you guys hasn't come out yet. Now I'm I'm, I'm getting like uh, 
the fine. flop sweat here. Uh, and I, I want to see your guys' texts. What were you writing about when I was talking? <laughs> oh, Bill Schultz's recommendations are dog yeah, shit. What an asshole. <laughs> uh, Schultz, delivered, Schultz is batting a thousand in our book when it comes to recommendations. So it's every well, time Bill's like, I got somebody for you. I'm like, oh, done. Send the email. Put it, and then what he does, he just copies us like you've seen. So yeah, no, you're fine. But yeah, uh, 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 well, we, we've mentioned this guy Bill Schultz a couple of times, which oh, yeah. oddly I realize I haven't had him on here, so I got to do that. But uh, anyone interested in learning more about Bill Schultz can watch a show called Morning, uh, which is on the Compound Media Network. So you could check that out. Correction, it's called Back Talk now. They moved it because of the time slot. It's no longer in the morning. It's oh, <laughs> oh my God, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Back talk. I, I mean, I, I don't really like Bill that much. So <laughs> if I could send people to, joy. if I could yeah, send people, <laughs> if I could send people to the wrong show, I have done my job. So that's perfect. <laughs> send them the channel nine. Yeah. yeah. Here for the Bill Schultz show. Yeah. <laughs> WPIX. Yeah. Channel eleven. Yeah. I want to. We're airing Jenny Jones replays right now. Not Bill Schultz. <laughs> Who told you that? So how's how is the the comedy? So when you're not uh, on the podcast, are you are you is has stand up made uh, any kind of sub substantive comeback? Like how do you feel about it? how's it going? Uh, with the podcast, it kind of opened my eyes with stand up, and that being, I said I'm having more. I'm getting more out of doing the podcast than I. I've done during standup. I'm yeah. all about seeing results. As long as I'm seeing incremental ex exponential growth, that's great. Standup is a fucker as a mind fuck. Yeah. You think it'd be, you have the world by the balls one day and then you go out and bomb your next three sets and you don't get booked for a bit. You go on a hot streak, a cold streak, but you don't know in the end, like wh where's this going? Like, what's the, like I have, I ha I'm very, I'm goal oriented. If any of you have not figured that out yet, <laughs> figured that out. shame on you. <laughs> and with, with the podcast, it's all, it's numbers. Every, like, every other hour I'm looking at, Oh, how we do, how we doing the downloads today. So with the podcast and all the extra work I have, with it, I've stand up's taking a backseat. Like I've really dialed down um, the, the number of gigs. I just, I just rather do stuff here, yeah, and get it done, as opposed to, I mean, than doing stand up and just like ah, I, I, I fully admit I've lost some of the taste for it. I still do it, not near as often as I used to. I mean, I, I was in it really in the thick for like was it? Oh God damn it, two thousand and ten. I started. So uh, uh, 11 years, like 11 years solidly mm. in the mix. Yeah. And then I'll still do it. People come to me with gigs. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Or it's been a while since I've hung out with that person. They would have do me a gig. Yeah, let's do the gig and hang out. We'll do it. And, uh, or do fundraisers or shit like that. But yeah, down the road, maybe I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll find that love for it again. Um, but right now I'm just getting way more out of getting, seeing the improvement that this podcast has been making for the last two and a half years. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, the, the ability to reach thousands and thousands of people with one recording versus, you know, maybe a couple hundred in a club, maybe, you know, uh, maybe yeah. <laughs> try, try some nights where it's like, there are eight people in the club. Yeah, I know. You have enough. I'm like, Oh, good. Sometimes it's the best, sometimes it's the best shows. Cause I'm like, you know what guys, guess what? This yeah. is concierge comedy. Yeah. You guys have a private show. Yeah. Right. And now we're going to make it about you. We're going to have fun. We're going to hang out and bullshit. 200 could be 
could be a pain in the dick. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're bad. Right. Sometimes those eight people show because the audience is in. If they're there and they're eight people, they are fucking in it. And yeah. They are present <laughs> and they are fun. <laughs> Sometimes right. that's the case, but more often than not, I found that to be the case. So, <laughs> that's yeah. great. So you, 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 uh, you've mentioned a couple of, uh, you know, the, the superstars in the, in the podcast world. Like, is there anyone in particular who you kind of look to, not to per se, I'm going to emulate this guy, but, or, or woman, but like, you just like admire what they've been able to, to do. I mean, Corolla comes to mind. He got fired from his radio gig and the very next week he started building his own studio. Yeah. And he, and, and he does five episodes a week of his regular show and he does four or five other different podcasts. So the man, all he does is, is just talk and he makes an absolute fucking printing press of it. Yeah. Do I have that much content in me? I don't know. I, I would love to do this show every day. I would love to maybe do other shows if I were to come up with them. Um, I love to pitch my TV shows, get those made. Uh, I have a game show I want to do. I'm, I'm a fantastic host, if I do say so myself. <laughs> I would like to get those TV shows made and off the ground and, and do that. So Carol is one I, I definitely respect. Um, I'm trying to, th- there, there's a, there's a great gambling podcast I listening to. There's a couple of gambling podcasts I listen to for NFL betting that are good. They're just never funny. That's the rub. It's all, it's all data. It's all just very dry, which is fine. But that's where fantasy football jibber jabber came in, where I created that with my, uh, Gerard Heron was my co-host where we mix fantasy football advice with NFL gambling. Yeah. Funny with, with jokes, which is what. Every asshole in ESPN now, it's all they all fake laugh over each other and it's fucking atrocious. It's terrible. <laughs> it's god awful is what it is. With us, with us, I mean, we got we built a pretty you know niche decent following for the two years we were doing it. And I was lucky enough to have a studio five minutes from my house, a full-fledged studio with high-end equipment and shit, doing that show. Yeah. And just put it out there. But yeah, it, it, it's fun. I'd love to do that, but just it's it's a whole bunch of other things I want to do. So Corolla for one, I, I got those sports guys, the other ones. Other than that, I mean, Rogan's numbers are insane. I love to have his numbers. I don't, but I'm not, I'm not a three hour, three and a half hour free form interviewer. That's not my thing. Yeah, he does yeah. a masterful job. <laughs> so, but yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, one thing that I always, uh, so obviously we're, we're an entrepreneur here. You know, there's, there's one thing uh, when I talk to comedians, people in comedy, I find such a parallel between, you know, startups and things like that is just that that ability to take a risk to say something that, you know, is possibly going to piss a lot of people off, say something that you hope is funny, but you don't really know if it is. As you said, I might bomb tonight. Like what's do you. Have you always just had like a, a fearless approach to it? Uh, do you get nervous? Like, wh- what do you think about, have you had to train yourself to push through that fear? H- how do you handle that? So I've been in medical sales since I got out of, since I graduated college. So I, I, I talk to doctors every day. So no, the word no is quite, quite rampant. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm used to bombing in the sense of, being told no, but then turning that no into a yes or getting a yes outright, that's always the the cherry on top. So it's the 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 the, the thing that scared me the most was just I knew I was fun, I know I'm funny, but then getting it out there in the formula in a manner where it's gonna be relatable and and good and again overall funny what i write down i think is funny what i tell my friend on the phone i write jokes by him 
he thinks are funny. Sometimes the audiences don't mesh up to that, but that's that's it. Like, okay, that was rough. Let's let's kind of sand off the edges a little bit and, and work on that bit. There's something there. Comics like calling your comedy friends are like, that's good. You know, and make it a little bit better. Boom. And that's actually what comics watching comics used to be. So just that. I mean, yeah, you're, 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 sometimes you go up there and go, this fucking crowd stinks. And that's what you have to go in there and just kick them in the dick from the jump. <laughs> and that's what you got to do with those, with those, with those, with the crowds like that. You know, they're kind of dead. They're kind of shitty. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to go under guns blazing. If I'm going to go bomb, I'm not going to go bomb on a whimper. I'm going to go bomb with fireworks and, and fucking rocket launchers and shit. So <laughs> That's awesome. by that point, it's, it's a, some comments like to play the game. Let me see if I can dig. I'll intentionally bomb and see if I can dig out of it, make a game. Yeah. I don't want to do that because you're wasting the audience's time. I mean, I don't want to, I'm not here. I'm here for me, but I'm also realizing there's a paying crowd here. They want to see funny people. Right. They're here to see if Goatee can dig himself out of the fucking hole. No, <laughs> they want to see me come out with jokes and, and keep them going and say, Hey, you know what? That guy is funny. I want to follow him and see what else he's up to or hire him for this or that, you know? That's funny. That's great. Um, that reminds me that, uh, I, as I told you, uh, on an earlier podcast that people might listen to, uh, I talked to Bruce McCullough from kids in the hall and he said he had this character where he would just be terrible and then the the then he would like walk off the stage almost in tears and then he would just whisper into his microphone i just shit my pants and that was <laughs> <laughs> and that would just bring him a lot of personal joy so i guess <laughs> comics are weird maybe that's the lesson we can all learn here you have no idea <laughs> so but when you get into comedy you see how batshit crazy people are and yeah. the level of the lack of unawareness, narcissism, bipolar, you name it. It is there and it is there in spades. Insecurity, holy shit. Right. Wow. Uh, comics always like to say, oh, yeah, I, I, they can deal it. But, man, comics have the thinnest skin you'll ever meet. <laughs> right. Believe me. They are – I, I listen, I, I can take it and I'll dish it out, but you can see when you hit home. And then once you see when you hit home, it is like, a oh, yeah, and they're done. <laughs> and the, the, they are, so, some people are just so weak that if you know where to get them, yeah. it, it, it's, it's impossible for them to rally. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, Kevin, uh, this show gutting the sacred cow where, uh, uh, I'm assuming it could be found on any place people get their, 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 uh, podcast, but, uh, any particular place you'd like them to find it? I would love for you. Yes, you're right. On any podcast platform known to man, also YouTube, also so subscribe to us on YouTube, and of course also in the metaverse and the joke uh, community comedy club room. But when you do subscribe, I want you to do me a small favor. I want you to go and give us a five star rating, a two or three sentence review. As corny as that shit sounds, it does help and it is appreciated. And I love uh, what I will also do too. I screenshot some of our favorite reviews that people leave us on their podcast platforms. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so the, 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 my favorites are the ones where the fans work in some of what we say and, 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 uh, and work into the reviews kind of, you know, like kind of like Baba Booey's in a sense to, right. the, uh, to the review. And uh, I, it's even funnier when I hear people starting to use our, uh, that doesn't happen in the lexicon. I'm, I've got, <laughs> I am going to get that in the, le I, we're on the way of getting that into the lexicon. For those of you not familiar, that doesn't happen is quite simple. We came up with this when, while watching films. 
it's when a screenwriter puts in a film something in the film that seems commonplace, but in real life is like that doesn't fucking happen. Like right. perfect case in point. How many times have you gone into a strange car and pulled down the sun visor and oops, there you go, a spare set of keys <laughs> falling left? That doesn't fucking happen. Right, right, right. Or the or the nerds getting the girl in every John Hughes film. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Or, uh, I mean, you know what people always do, too? They always hang up without saying goodbye. Yes, yes. <laughs> or they slam the receiver down in the cradle, if that's an old school one. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, man. Well, uh, great talking to you again. I will send Bill Schultz your hate uh, the next time <laughs> I see him. <laughs> uh, it radiates like the sun as it should. Yes, exactly. All right, dude. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, and my best to Kevin. I hope he recovers soon. I hope so. Yeah, he'll be. He'll be. Uh, he's on a teleconference now. Just to give you an idea how much fun his work is. Ugh. Well. If that's not a reason why everyone should tune in and get these guys out of corporate America, I don't know what is. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for speaking, Kevin. And we will talk again soon. That's our episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Get a Real Job comes out every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you harvest your favorite podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a share. Don't make me beg people. Go to entrepreneur.com for new episodes of this and to listen to our other great podcasts. Thanks. <laughs>